0: Hello and thank you for listening. Hope everybody is doing well. In this episode we talk about the case of missing person Vanessa Guillen and this was recorded last week and as of today there have been several new developments that are pretty significant so we will continue to cover this case and talk about it because it's a very important case to us. So the new developments are involving a possible suspect that may have committed suicide and possible remains that could be Vanessa Guillen but... As I said, it's developing, it's breaking news. Justice for Vanessa will be done soon. You are listening to True Crime Twins, a true crime podcast hosted by Chloe and Melina Cantor. True Crime Twins is produced by Crawlspace Media. welcome back to true crime twins i'm chloe and i'm melina thanks for listening how's it going tonight it's been a good night uh we've just been hanging out it's nice to just have some twin time yeah we actually got to eat outside today at a restaurant and it was one that i had never been to and it was a very nice experience and chloe's baby was really well behaved yeah, she was really good the whole time, so it just made it, like, a nice evening. And so on top of that, you know, she's been sleeping, so we've just been hanging out. Things that I really, you know, took for granted. <laughs> yeah, as a single mom, I've, I I just have, like, all my freedom. Like, I know I'm a slave to my nursing program, but I don't have... I, I just have myself to worry about, so that's something that I keep in mind from day to day. I think that moms are saints. <laughs> Well, thank you. Um, not all good, of them are. Good moms. Good segue. Good, good moms like you are, <laughs> Thanks. are our saints. And we've talked about bad moms, and there's actually you know been some developments in a case that we've talked about in True Crime News, the case of Lori Vallow Daybell and her missing kids. Let's call her Lori Vallow because she wants to be called Lori Daybell. Oh, that's right. She prefers Lori Daybell. So Lori Vallow, she is in jail in Idaho for charges of desertion because her children were missing and she just moved to hawaii with her new uh, got married there right to chad Daywell. yeah like both of their husband both of their spouses i mean were respectively um, picked off like one was shot by her ex by her i mean her brother and the other one mysteriously died in her sleep when she was perfectly healthy and training for marathons so it's just super sketchy and then the kids are Gone as well, and they move to Hawaii and get married. It's like, who are they kidding? Who acts like that when your kids are missing? Like who? Like do they really? How long do they think they're going to get away with this shit? I'm amazed that they got away with it for as long as they did. And I don't see a murder charge, but anyway, so that's what we're kind of getting to here. So the development in this case is that a search warrant was. Um, signed by a judge to search Chad Daybell's property in Idaho, who is Lori Vallow's new husband, the one that had the podcast and the novels about doomsday and preparing for the end of days. And just, you know, apparently he was convincing her that her kids were zombies, according to Lori's former best friend, which could have contributed to a lot of this because of his... I'm sure he was a controlling bastard. That's just my impression. But anyway... Before I, you know, lose my train of thought here, a search warrant was signed by a judge for this man's property, and they unfortunately found the bodies of J.J. Vallow and Tylee Ryan. So those are Lori Vallow's kids. They were both found that day. Chad Daybell was arrested. He started driving away when what they an found the remains. Idiot. Yeah, sitting in the driveway looking as they're searching and once they found them he just tries to get away i i envision him just trying to pray the the spirits away i don't know who he prays to but he was i th- was apparently staring intently at these people who are searching for the bodies that were going through his backyard looking for them he's staring at them and then as soon as they find jj he just <laughs> speeds off it's like okay where are you going you stupid ass you know what i pictured any any any, uh harry potter fans i pictured snape watching the quidditch game oh my god like frantically like muttering that spell to try to actually protect harry but 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 snape Snape is actually a good guy so let's not even but like chad daybell is a fucking asshole compared to (laughs) same thing like watching a disaster from a distance and just like trying to so desperately to will it not to happen totally spirits no that's a really good one magic but like that yeah, so they found, unfortunately, but also fortunately because the mystery of where they may be is no longer there, I I was really hoping for a better result than this. I think I might have been a bit in denial, hoping that they were maybe still alive somewhere. Yeah, you, you, thought that, you thought that the, the older girl, Tylee, who's 17, took the kid away or to either, that, them. either that or Lori put them in some sort of shelter, like a Cold War shelter to protect them so anyway both of their bodies were found Um, JJ was wrapped up in plastic and duct tape and Tylee they tried to burn and apparently she was dismembered as well it's just fucking sick cause of death hasn't been released and nobody's been charged with murder but Chad Daybell was booked for I believe um, tampering with evidence or concealing a corpse or something you know every state has different names for their charges so that's today's true crime news but today we actually are talking about a case that has been getting some traction in the media after a period of dormancy it occurred in april of this year it's the unsolved disappearance of vanessa guillen she disappeared from the fort hood military base in texas she was a private first class soldier she was only 20 years old and really just starting her life and I believe that she was planning on, you know, furthering her education and she was really just starting her life. Her family said that she was a really athletic and academically inclined girl. She was a talented jogger and that was, you know, one of her favorite things to do. It was something that she did in her spare time. She played soccer in school and, you know, was in the top 15% of her high school class. So she was just a talented girl, a beautiful girl too and, you know, decided to enlist and work and serve our country right and she was at Fort Hood in Texas at the time of her disappearance and she is like you said beautiful girl and she's also petite she's five foot two and 126 pounds and unfortunately like many stories that are currently coming out about people sort of You know, connecting with Vanessa Guillen about being a woman being sexually harassed on an army base. Apparently, according to Vanessa's mother, Vanessa had complained about a superior sexually harassing her. Yeah, so Vanessa didn't actually name the person, but she said that he was a sergeant, and that she had been dealing with ongoing sexual harassment. She said that he would follow her when she would go jogging and do other things that made her uncomfortable (laughs) i i don't know lately i've been just thinking that women jogging is just one of the most vulnerable positions that women are in nowadays and just in in history of true crime of, of abductions and murders it they're it's a really serious and dangerous situation to be in you're by yourself you're on a road somebody can just snatch you but i don't think that's necessarily what happened here Because she apparently had disappeared on the base, and even though with army bases there's supposed to be security in and out, you know, they're supposed to look at your ID when you come on in, they don't know where she is. So how can that be? And it's also really interesting that, I, I remember hearing about it when it first happened, but it's interesting that it did not catch on. It seemed pretty silenced for a while, but her family has been really active, online and have been really strong advocates. She has uh, Instagram following uh, Salma Hayek. Please follow that Instagram by the way. It's Find f- Vanessa Gian. Uh Salma Hayek has taken an interest in the case and has vowed to post about it every day of her, her story. So, and Baby Bash, I believe the musician contributed to the reward fund. I'm glad I I was really happy to see these things because I Felt like not enough people were talking about this case. No, they weren't. And now the U.S. Army is offering a $25,000 reward. How how much? $25,000 reward. And apparently they're cooperating now. But at first, Vanessa's mother was very vocal about the fact that Fort Hood was not compliant with the investigation or, or updating them with any information. It's, a, I mean, it's an Army base. It's everything like classified and people are protected and people are going to cover for each other i guess and vanessa herself even referred to the base as quote evil she was having a really difficult time with i i think her mom at least interpreted it as it being related to the sexual harassment that she was experiencing it caused her to feel fearful and it actually um it created an onset of insomnia which was something that she had never suffered from before now she was having trouble sleeping and as we know being in insomniac when you are awake during the waking hours you're sort of more vulnerable to things you know your circadian rhythm is off you are not yourself you and you can kind of start to feel like you're losing it so she was having a really hard time and i think people that don't know a lot about it can regard sexual harassment as a relatively mild or unharmful crime or act but i would strongly disagree with that no she went as far as to say that she was being stalked so it's clearly serious like she she was being her she was being severely harassed by at least one person. I think that the mom named one unnamed sergeant, but who knows? It could have been more than one person. And I think the base was quick to say that there was no evidence that Vanessa was assaulted, but I don't know if they've actually had a objective probe into the sexual harassment allegations. I think if there's internal investigations being done, it is a terrible idea, you know, just. It needs to be from a neutral source. But I actually saw an article today saying that foul play is suspected. And I think that maybe even the army made that statement. So let's talk more about the specifics of the circumstances. Okay. So she went missing from the base. Where was she last seen? So I guess her place of employment on the base was at the armory. And that's where most of her personal belongings were found and apparently she was last seen in the parking lot near her barracks and for those of you who don't know you know this army lingo and i certainly didn't so i had to ask around barracks are where you sleep and i don't know maybe i'm just foolish and everybody knows that what do you think i don't think so okay so barracks is where she sleeps where she lives like her her dormitory her quarters and she was last seen in the parking lot there and her vehicle is actually still i believe in that parking lot on the base they didn't tow it I, I don't think so I think that the family well it could be gone now but a couple of days ago I read an article that was talking about how the family was basically mortified that the car wasn't like sealed off into evidence you know it just wasn't it was just exposed to any kind of contamination anybody walking by it could have very well have been a crime scene particularly if she was driving with the person that had harmed her or if they were driving her vehicle and to just leave it exposed like that makes no sense. It's a conspiracy of silence. I I truly believe that it can be like a police force where people just, you know, have each other's backs and you don't snitch and whatever. Or maybe it's a lone assailant. But with the security measures, I feel like that if the assailant actually did take her off the base or her car actually left the base, that this person who did this, and I truly believe that, like, obviously somebody did this to her this this is she didn't like I I truly don't believe she ran away there haven't I haven't seen any speculation there's before. no evidence of that or, or, or even talk that this was something that she would ever do so with that if her vehicle or there was any record of her leaving at all the base leaving or returning the only way that that would be kept under wraps is if the person had like major connections on the base right yeah I, I, I think they're It's, if someone, if the perpetrator lived on the base or worked on the base and they had all these connections on the base, they could easily find someone to cover up. I mean, it says a lot. I mean, maybe it doesn't. Again, this is coming from two people that have never been on a military base and have never served in the military. So pardon me if I sound ignorant, but I think it's kind of interesting that she never was given any kind of like AWOL status or anything, you know, if if a soldier just disappears from the military base, wouldn't the military police be looking for them because they went AWOL? That's a very interesting point. It's like as if they already knew that it wasn't at her will. Because she never formally made a sexual harassment complaint, and I think that maybe they knew that. And she, she was so scared. Like, her when she told her mom about this harassment that she was facing, the, her mother literally was like, I will make the complaint for you. And Vanessa was like, don't do that because she was fearful of her mom's life. She said, he'll harm you if you complain. So so like, wow. So she did not, there was no formal complaint made, but I'm sure that, especially, like, she was being vocal about it, it sounds like. And I think that that was probably it tying was- into why she disappeared, unfortunately, even though that's so fucked up. But... I think that maybe she was talking about it and it was freaking out whoever was doing it. I think I think that somebody was really messing with her. But then if she was being vocal, you'd think she would have named that person or at least there might have been a witness or someone that she had confided in at the base that they could have easily, you know, maybe she was testing the waters. Like maybe if she was like, how much can I say? Yeah, it's possible that she was maybe too seeing afraid. what would happen. She was probably too afraid to even confide in confided in any peers about what was going on because she probably i mean this is all speculation maybe she didn't know who to trust so it's possible that she only told her mother and no one else or only told family and no one else yeah so she went missing from the parking lot of the regimental engineer squadron headquarters at around 1 p.m on april 22nd she was last seen wearing a black shirt and purple fitness type pants she's hispanic five foot two inches tall 126 pounds and has black hair and brown eyes she also has tattoos of a cross with a flower on her left arm and a flower that's also on her left arm and a mountain on her upper left shoulder this is a case that's gaining some publicity like we said thankfully i believe that there was even a protest in new york city i think that this needs to be heard because whatever culture of silence and covering for each other that's going on here is just completely unacceptable absolutely and i think in response to the increased public outcry regarding this case they're making efforts to at least appear more transparent some some of the details of the investigation have been released you know nothing involving the actual interviews or anything like that but apparently they've interviewed like over a hundred people right but they're but they're sharing but it's like okay who fucking knows yeah so they say more than 150 people have been interviewed as of june ground and air searches were conducted and they also uh made a statement or her commander made a statement that she was a highly valued member of the third cavalry regiment yeah clearly yeah (sighs) and they will continue their efforts uh until she is found it it just gives me a really sick feeling in my stomach because it's like clearly something really wrong happened here and it's such a miscarriage of justice i'm just i'm sickened by it and it looks like that the family kind of got this powerhouse queen attorney she made a statement that basically said this is on a federal government base a military base there has to be more accountability and there are more protections and safeguards than anywhere else How can you not have these answers? The irony. You talk about all these gate checks and all the security checks, yet someone goes missing? This doesn't happen. And the fact that she wasn't even supposed to be working that day. She was off that day. Why did they call her in? That's, I did not know that she was actually off. Whoa. That's a really interesting detail. Yeah. Who called her in and why? And it's like, that should be really easy information to find, right? It, it should like also, on, on their records on these like highly regimented quarters yes and it should be i mean it should be easy enough to look at phone records and see who called her in because it sounds like it's possible that she could have been lured there unbelievable and i you know there has to be at least two people that know about what happened to her there has to be but because people I'll are covering more. for each other yeah it's it's scary and you know, crimes like sexual harassment have a huge impact on someone, and obviously, she was concerned enough about the dangerousness of the perpetrator that she thought that serious harm would come about her or even to her mother. And she said other people complained about him too, right? So, so that should be that should give the army a hint about who it could be. Well, yes, but my my point is is this was someone that verbalized that harm would befall her or her loved ones if they were to report this person. And then a couple of weeks later, harm befalls her. I asked someone who was in my life about who was once in the military and who has seen and experienced a lot of culture about how sexual harassment that is, you know, complained about by a female officer, how that was seen or handled or not handled and he told me of a story about, I believe, I don't know why, but a bunch of um, these soldiers were on a bus and I can't remember exactly what he said was done to this girl who was on the bus, but a but a man crossed the line with her. I think he touched her, grabbed her, or I can't remember. But the, the point is, is that my friend told me that that this woman was taken seriously, especially because it was... It happened in a bus full of witnesses and that the complaint was taken seriously, but this is not representative of every single base in the world. <laughs> well, the, there's this movement on social media right now, hashtag I am Vanessa Guillen, of women that have been in the armed forces sharing their stories of sexual harassment and assault on military bases. It's a pervasive issue. I Yeah, so, yeah I, I think that it's becoming more apparent now. Yeah, yeah women are are often completely unprotected in environments like that they're outnumbered. in every single industry they are but especially in a environment like that where there's weapons and control and rations and isolations and consequences for reporting people yeah it's it's horrifying to think about you know what she went through that caused her to be so what happened to her (laughs) Like, so, somebody had to sneak her off the base, or she's still on the base. That's all, that's all that's possible. So, apparently, Vanessa is not the only soldier to recently go missing from Fort Hood. There was a missing private named Gregory Waddell Morales. His remains were found last week in a field in Colleen, Texas, which is the same town where Fort Hood is, after the investigators from the U.S. Army received a tip, and... He was last heard from on August 20th, 2019, the day he was seen driving off the Fort Hood base in his car. He was scheduled to be discharged within days from his disappearance. So that's another really sketchy thing. There's some kind of... I can't even really put words to it. I think that it's ridiculous that people can just be disappearing from an army base that's supposed to be so secure and there's just no accountability there's nothing like it's almost as if it's like its own little government and it's frustrating the heck out of her family her poor mother her poor sister they they're trying so hard to just keep this case alive and i want you know whatever little platform this is i want to raise awareness Mayra Guillen, her older sister, said, I still don't understand why it had to take about six weeks for them to start taking action because we started since day one. And Vanessa's mother, Gloria, said, if my daughter appears dead, close this base immediately. I want her alive for the love of God. I need my daughter with me. She is my life. That's why I'm fighting until they bring her back and the people who are responsible pay. Investigate everyone from top to bottom everyone is responsible so like I said the U.S. Army Criminal Investigation Command said that foul play is suspected and that's just it's, it sounds super bleak the whole thing is just terribly sad this woman had her whole life ahead of her she was trying to make a better life for herself she probably would have gone so far in life and I hope that she still can it, it seems really bad. I'm praying that she'll be found alive. If anybody has any information about her whereabouts, the unlikely event, I know that, like I said, it's a small platform, but, you know, I have to say it. Anyone with information can call 254-495-7767 or 254-287-4001.